Welcome to the Known Legacy Podcast, by Dads for Dads, coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your host, Bill and Travis. Hey, y'all doing, guys? This is Bill and Travis from the Known Legacy Podcast. We're so glad uh, you guys joined us today on our podcast today is what I would call uh, my hero and one of the greatest people I know literally on the face of the earth. I'm so grateful that he's here with us. It is my buddy, Joe Russo. Hey, good to be with you guys. And Bill's full of junk. <laughs> Whatever he We've says. known that for a while now. Yeah, okay. That's not true. I appreciate, no, <laughs> I appreciate your love. I love you too. We've go back 20 some years together and all the things that we've done. So, so I was uh, two and he was, he was yeah. 20. <laughs> Oh man, it's been crazy. So, yeah, I've known Joe for a long time, and and the reason I'd love you guys to to know him is because he has an incredible story of redemption in his own life, and he is one of the prime examples for me of creating an, a, a legacy in my family. And can you share a little bit about your past, kind of your story, where you came from, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I'd be happy to. And I don't have it neat and clean at all. It's just gonna flow. Are you? Do you see me? <coughs> I don't. Yeah, think there's no neat. neat and clean in this Not room whatsoever. Not at all. All right, so um, I grew up in a, a fatherless home, right? My just a only child with a single parent mom, and uh, my mom, unfortunately, had um, a lot of her own issues that she struggled for a long time and never, I would say, never actually got over them. But anyway, what that poured into me was just a lot of brokenness and emptiness. Um, I didn't know what it meant to be a man. I didn't have any idea what it looked like to be a dad or a husband, any of that kind of stuff. And so um, all of the advice that I received growing up was not Christian, biblical in any way. You know, Mom, how do I do yeah. this? And then you realize that's not the, that's not the right way to do stuff. <laughs> that only here. causes on. more and more issues. And so it was, it was a very difficult road um, growing up. But one of the things when I think about it, that was really neat is, um, you know, the Bible talks about God being a father to the fatherless. Mm. And before I knew him, I can tell you that he was being a father to me in ways that I didn't even realize. He, he yeah. went before me and, you know, this could have been went really bad and it didn't. Or this could have went really bad and it didn't. Just there was so many things that now when I look back and say, wow, you... You were obviously there for this, and you were obviously there for that. And there was something inside of me, even before knowing him, that knew I had to get out of this situation. Yeah. It was just something burning inside, and that was probably a lot of my angst with my mom as I grew up, that yeah. you know she was uh, trying to do her best in her messed-up situation. But once I hit about 14, I, you know, you start to become a young man, and you have these desires and thoughts and... And I'm thinking, well, this can't be, this can't be all right. And so anyway, you know, God, without me knowing him, is there for me and, and walks me through a bunch of stuff. And then, you know, one of the most unlikely ways, I guess, is, you know, I went to school for hotel and restaurant, and that's what I did, and um, loved it, really good at it. And, and then wound up, when I wasn't cooking, I would bartend, and I would, you know, some really decent clubs up here back in the... <clears throat> 70s and 80s <laughs> dating yourself there, yeah Dylan. yeah well i am a grandpa six times over now so um, wow that's awesome 
which is a really neat thing. Brings me to tears every time I think about it. But anyway, so I, I wind up working in Saratoga Springs, which is a really awesome place, probably our favorite place in New York. And I'm bartending during the day at this restaurant. And while I'm working, um, when it's slow, the owner comes down. His name was Bunny Ferrone. Um, actually, my first grandson's middle name is Ferrone in honor yeah. wow. of him. And uh, he opens the Bible. I pour him a, a snifter, a Grand Marnier, and he begins to tell me how Jesus wants to save me wow. um, and what he's done. And being a Catholic kid from New York, I'm Italian descent, so you're just out of the womb, Roman Catholic. And yeah. and I had gone through all the motions, as I know, Bill, you did, um, yeah. but nothing ever clicked with my heart. So it was at that moment, they're standing there saying, wait a second, this is all good news to me. And we call it the gospel is good news, but we don't always approach it like that. And, yeah. Right. But it really was. It was like, wait a second, all this stuff I've already racked up being in about 20 years old is all forgiven and all can go away. And, and so from that point on, it took a couple of years for me to get my life kind of in order with what God would want. In those couple of years, I met my wife, Cindy. Um, and then we shortly thereafter plugged into uh, Temple Baptist Church in Half Moon. And that's where Bill and I uh, hooked up later on. But, um, man, we spent 21 years there before God brought us to Midland. But during that time, there was a um, just an amazing uh, growing and, 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 you know, making a family, right? My wife and I just celebrated being married 35 years in wow. April. And, you know, four children uh, from their early 30s down to, uh, to their early 20s. And as I said, six grandchildren. But my whole life is a life of uh, God coming in and changing the direction. Like there's a there's a, a scripture that I can't bring the reference to mind right now that talks about, um, you know, my heritage not being the one that it should be. And I just I just destroyed that. OK, no, but, but that sounds about... like how we talk about our script. There's this scripture I read one <laughs> yeah. time that this guy said to love yeah. people. And yeah. but it was it's about the idea that I've received from God a heritage. And I wrote in the sidelines of my Bible one that I was not supposed to get wow. because you can't when you start where I started. There's no road that brings you to where I am now. And mm. really the cool thing about what God has done is, right, for years I've worked with men, and now I work specifically 90% of my time in marriage ministry. And when you back up, you know, a whole bunch of years, you realize I had no idea what it meant to be a man, but God had a plan for me to help encourage other men. Yeah. And so he had to come in and be my dad and pick yeah. up all the pieces and fill all the gaps and then also, um, I work primarily now with marriage, but I grew up never seeing a marriage. Mm. And so he, again, has filled in all those gaps and fathered me in a way through all this that it's just been amazing. I still have my issues. I still have, you know, some wounds that have been, haven't been completely healed yet. Right. But the vast majority of the stuff, he has just come in and just kind of swept it away and made me a really a new person. And now... Um, the fruit of that is 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 kind of evident everywhere in my life, you know. You know, um, having just met you and having a chance to sit in your office right now, uh, you can learn a lot from a man by the <laughs> office and the things that he has in his office. And just to describe 
the uh, to the radio audience what's going on or the the podcast audience. On the wall, you have a rhino head that has been put together by uh, cardboard, which is like pronounced. It's it's fantastic. And then you come over to the corner and you see this amazing Rocky Balboa, you know, um, figurine. And then you see another rhino, and you see a a full on suit of armor, and you see a Braveheart picture, and then you see a signed photo of Ra- Rocky and Apollos, and um, get this overwhelming sense that you're a fighter. Like, that's just something that... Oh, and a sword. Um, a full-on sword that... Uh, can we do a sword fight later? That'd be yeah. fantastic. Um, so you're a fighter. You're, you, I mean, and it feels like there's been healing in your life, but that DNA that you've had from the New York days is still a part of who you are. Is, is that fair yeah, to say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Father's Day, I, I preached here, and the message was, you know, really entitled 15 Rounds, and... And that was the whole idea that, I, you know, you we have to fight through all the difficulties of life. And, and I just have, you know, one of the things God has done for me that I did not like was because we were first generation believers. Right. We are the people, Cindy and I are the ones that have had to dig the foundation for our family. Right. So digging the foundation, there's no glory in that at all. It's None. hard work, and when you talk about fighting, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. It's one shovel after another shovel of digging through the rock to make a life where there was no life. Right. And so, yeah, that whole idea of, of yeah, pushing through. And somehow in my life I realized that, you know, people will say, oh, you can't do this. And it doesn't make me angry, and it doesn't really like spur me on to say, I'll, I'll show you I can, right. but there's something inside me that says, oh, just because you can't do it doesn't mean I can't. <laughs> so you, you had talked about healing, and I think sometimes in the church we think healing means change, like God is going to change us. And what I see in you is like you're still the core of who God created you to be, but it's been brought to life in some some beautiful ways rather than destructive ways. And and how did you how have you been able to balance that who I was created to be but the healing that he also brought to you but you you you're still the same person. And I think guys are terrified of entering this relationship with Jesus because they're fearful that they'll have to be emasculated, that they'll have to become overly feminine and very gentle with everything. And and gentleness is a part of it. But again, you exude masculinity. And so how do you how do you find that balance? I, I think I think God makes us right who we are and then the wounds try to take that away, if this makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. This is who God has designed me to be. And when we're made men, we're made a certain way to to show the example of God by being the priest and the provider and the warrior and women are made to show the peace of God that is the beauty and compassion and all that kind of stuff. And so he makes us a certain way, but when we're wounded, it kind of blocks that from coming through. And so when we talk about being healed, it's kind of like opening the floodgate to just let the real you come out. Right. We don't have any longer to pretend. Um, and, and, you know, loving Jesus is, a, is, a, is an immensely masculine thing, you know, to just realize that it's one thing for me to look at you guys and, and we have this uh, this this deal of, oh, you're stronger than me or I'm stronger than yeah, you. That's yeah, yeah. that one thing. But when you realize who God is, it's 
and, and bowing at his feet and, and falling in love with him for what he's done for us, it's, there's nothing emasculating about that. Right. The church has done a horrible job over many, many years of making the church seem like um, it's, it is emasculating in many ways or just only for women and for children. Right. But that's the church's fault, and we can change all that, right, by just right. being normal men who 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 love Jesus and yeah. love other things about life that are are masculine. So uh, so I'm answering your question. I don't know, but the whole idea is I think God has made us a certain way. The wounds get in the way, and when we get healed, it kind of opens it up so that we can be. Now I will tell you that I have a a, a bad history of walking into a new place and trying to be what they want me to be. Right. Um, and then I realize it just takes a little bit of time, and I come full circle every time realizing, no, wait a second. This is who God made me to be. I just have to be that guy. Yeah. Right. And that's when I'm the most powerful, actually. Right. Right. I think I would even just, the thing I love about you, and, well, there's a lot of things I love about you, you know, because... You kind of have a man crush on him. I'll be honest. Oh, straight man crush. <laughs> because every time we meet, you you say something and talk about Joe. I love I, this guy. He's huh. changed my life forever. Um, but I mean, I well, think he got his wife out of our youth he, department. Wait right? a minute, that's a whole other story, and it was legal. Everybody, it was legal. Don't hear the In lies. In some countries, yeah. no, don't hear the lies. So I feel like Joe, you and I need to get a yeah, beer yeah, yeah. and really talk through this. Oh, we'll, we'll make this happen. But anyways, everyone else, y'all can shut up now. And uh, well, no, but I, I think I think you know when I when I see you and I've always seen you as authentic, and I think that's what we miss in the body a lot of times is authentic men not just like you know one of our other friends he says the christian for letter f word is i'm fine and i think too many guys walk around i'm fine but they struggle with so many things and it may not be pornography it could be they golf five times a week to get away from their family or they they they, they find their identity in something other than being a child of or they're God. a workaholic yeah i mean that yeah. that's the biggest one man exactly men in our and our culture celebrates workaholism and it's, it's, it's glorified, safe. it's safe, but it is as destructive to the family as any of those other things that you've mentioned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you we know? know how to do that, right? We, we, we work, we get accolades for that, we want to stay in that place. Figuring out how to, because the, the fa- I'm not the first fatherless kid. There's right. an epidemic of fatherlessness. Yeah. yeah epidemic. Yeah. And, it, and, and Satan knows we're going, I'm going after the family because if I can destroy this here, I destroy the next generation. I know that's what you, you're all about, Bill, yeah, with, yeah. with what you try to talk about. So there's this epidemic and, um, and he just gets after it. And I had a thought and it went away. And I'll think that's of okay. It again that was good. But that's it because I think that's the great word. It, but, but we're so comfortable in the epidemic. That we're looking for something else. Like we were talking about it yesterday, uh, with the idea that that depression and anxiety are at its highest rates right now, and I don't think it's it's lack the idea of a father not being there. Now I'm, uh, I'm not trying to say you know the good old days and you know in the 1940s when dad was there because there was a lot of wounding there going on yeah. too. But there's something about the physical presence of a, of a dad speaking life into his kids and his wife you know uh and and we, we talked about this statistic before and maybe i'm doubling over but they said you know if a mom goes to church and if she's a follower of christ there's a 17 percent chance that her kids are going to follow her they're going to do that if the dad's a follower of christ and gets his kids to go to church there's a 93 percent chance so we're not even talking like small numbers right it's almost the opposite mm-hmm. except for you know plus 10 because i've got terrible math and so so i think 
it's it's us realizing the value of of a man being involved in the life of a of a child. And I guess I would even as I'm going through this thinking about as we're talking, what would you say to the follower of Jesus who, you know, is just doing life but you know he's his dad's never been in his life and he just can't reconcile. What are, what is some wisdom you would share with him about maybe in his pursuit of God or in his pursuit of his family? What are some things you would share? Um, I think if I'm understanding your question correctly, the thing that changed me, right? A, a fatherless kid, I, I did get saved. Jesus mm-hmm. made a huge difference, but I still found myself with many issues, right? This yeah. anger underneath right underneath the radar and 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 unforgiveness and conditional love and just these the way I was brought up right even though Jesus saved me he didn't fix everything immediately yeah and so that's why you know Bill I'm a huge you know wild at heart fan we still after 18 years uh our well the book came out in 2001 so 17 years have continued to take men through boot camps and the study and all that kind of stuff I give probably hundreds of the books away each year. Everyone that comes into my office, a man, if he hasn't read it, I give it to him because what it does is it helps him get a grip on, all right, this is how God made you. This is what he made you for. In the midst of it, you're going to take some wounds, but this is how you get rid of those wounds. Oh, and that woman that you're living with, let me give you a little insight on her. She's different. It's on purpose. It's okay, but you got to learn how to deal with it. And, and then to walk into life with, um, I guess if I'm hearing your question right, I me, mean, you gotta look and find out what your issues are. Yeah, you gotta look. You gotta get in there and find out what's going on, because then you can take and and appropriate the anger and the dissatisfaction in the right places, and that way you're not taking it on your wife and your kids. Right, absolutely. And so often we 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 address the. Rather than the core issue, we address the symptoms, yeah. and we, we don't go for it. You spend a lot of time with marriage and young married couples, or soon-to-be married couples. Um, what are you seeing um, that are some wise words for them as, you know, just starting off on this journey of marriage and, and how the culture has one idea of what marriage is. It's kind of a very loose agreement that as soon as it gets tough, you can, dis- you know, you can move yeah. on from. But we see vet marriage as like this ordained institution from God that has a high and holy calling. So what are your thoughts on a young couple looking to get married or a young man looking to get married? What would you say to him? Okay, so um, she's beautiful and you love her and you're attracted to her, but she is not perfect. Uh, Once you get into this thing, you're going to find the things that you thought were cute sometimes are really annoying. You're going to (laughs) find all these differences and her the same with you. Um, but the difference is mine are still cute. Just so you know, whatever. Mine are still, <laughs> yeah. Uh, having talked to Sarah. No. Yeah. So, um, where was I before I was derailed with that non-truth? Um, <laughs> she's so, cute. So marriage mean, yeah. is right. So marriage is difficult. Differences are in every relationship and they're not something to lose heart about. They are there. In fact, one of the books, again, another Eldridge book, love and war, would say right from the get-go that those differences, it's a divine conspiracy. He didn't come up with that word. I think Dallas Willard did the idea or those words. The idea that God has designed us differently as men and women and then as individuals on purpose. And the, th- the differences in a man and a woman in their marriage are there to transform the other person, right? The things that annoy me the most about Cindy are there to transform me, to make me better. 
and the, and the other way. So it's going to be hard. The differences are real, but they're nothing to lose heart about. You have got to walk with God, which would be my other big deal. You have got to find time daily to walk with God. Galatians 5, it's all I talk about, it seems like, anymore. It talks about the fact that there's a, a fruit of the Spirit and the fruit of the flesh, and that we war that they war against each other each and every day in our lives. The fruit of the flesh is who we're going to be. It's like opening your computer and all the things start, all your programming starts. That's right. who you're going to be unless you get the fruit of the f- spirit to override the fruit of the flesh. The spirit is, is strong enough and healthy enough and powerful enough to override it, but you've got to ask him. So you've got to spend time with God every day. You've got to learn how to pray your armor on so that you're prepared for the day. You can't just get up in the morning, da-da-da-da-da, and think that it's all going to go well. Right. We have a real enemy, and, and John 10 says Jesus is trying to give us life, and the enemy is trying to steal and kill and destroy. So there's there's all that those parts. And then the other piece is that you've got to continue to date and have fun with each other all the days of your married life. Right. One of the things I find, you know, most most pre-married couples I scare because I'm like, this is going to be hard, da 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 And they're like, no, we're, we're in this beautiful place. Yes, you are. And you can stay there, but don't let the, the myths, truths overwhelm you mm. as you walk uh, along. And then the, the other piece is that I find that um, with people that have are having issues, there's two threads, and I just said them. It's in every relationship that's having issues. They're not spending time with God alone so that they're strong in the spirit, hmm. and they're not spending time with each other, enjoying and loving each other, just having fun together anymore. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Uh, the way a friend put it to me one time was he got into marriage thinking that marriage was there to make him happy, and what he realized is God often uses it to make him holy. Absolutely. Because it refines selfishness towards serving. It refines all of those little glitches and brokenness in ourselves you can't hide it when you're living with someone 24 7 for year after year after year and god uses it over and over again it's not clean it's not fun i don't like it all at all yeah this is good stuff i mean as i'm hearing from you you know i think a lot of guys are they haven't even walked in the idea that they're actually wounded they're still They've still masked it with all these things, but right, it's all her problem. Our problems are because of her, and I'm telling you, it's not. Yeah, it's it's a there's problems on both sides, and you got to find out from God what the heck is going on. So, so I would say like, okay, so you're sitting here listening to this, guys and or ladies, and you're going, wow, I didn't realize I I was wounded. Like, I, maybe it's my first time revel, you know, revelation of this. Um, how would, what kind of advice would you give them to help start? The process of okay, I know I'm wounded, but but where am I wounded? Like, how do I find out how I'm wounded? Would you? Okay. Well, what kind of advice I'm would you give? Say me? the same thing one more time. It's real easy. Go to the bookstore. Go to Amazon. Mm-hmm. Men get a copy of Wild at Heart. Ladies get a copy of Captivated. Perfect. Start reading them. If that doesn't open the door, um, I'm not sure what exactly will. But if you read it with with the proper heart of God, tell me what's going on here. It will outline it very clearly and at least get you started to realize oh my goodness um i don't think you can do everybody's into just listening to things driving down the road yeah i don't think it's exactly the same but you do whatever works for you but those are the two books that i would recommend and then when you get done reading them as a couple switch them 
Yeah. And, and it would give a man an idea how a woman operates and a woman an idea. I can't tell you how many times it's been like I just hadn't I didn't know I didn't I had no idea that's what he thought how he was wired. Right. Or I didn't realize and when I read it we were coming back from Chicago on yeah. the bus actually. Yeah, I remember. The guy gave it to me in Chicago and I'm reading it and I'm sitting there saying this is my life. He nailed my childhood. He nailed and that and that explained exactly why I was feeling. Yeah. And one of the greatest things about that was I'm like I'm not crazy. Yeah. I wasn't really crazy. It really wasn't supposed to be this way. Yeah. Right. Wow. Okay. So the, that's what I mean about God father me somewhere in there as a kid. He's saying, Joe, this isn't right. Joe, this isn't right. And I didn't even know him at that time. Wow. That's a great place to start. Though. Yeah. So, and so to just make it even easier, if you go to knownlegacy.org, so knownlegacy.org and go to our resource page, that book is actually on our resource page. You can click the link and go right to Amazon from there and purchase the book. So, so you can wherever even you buy are, it from Ransom Heart, yeah, their yeah, own website, buy, yeah. and give them the proceeds. Yeah. Well, it, I don't. I don't get the proceeds. It, no, but not yeah. him. But, but either way, to, yeah. to get an idea of where it is, it's just one of the options for you, for you to be able to, to get in and, and do that. And so, um, love love that idea because I feel like you just got to start somewhere. And even if you're like, I hate reading. Well, deal with it right now. Yeah, but it, you hate reading. You know, like I hate reading things that have no bearing on my life. It's like, what? Why am I wasting my time? Yeah. Right. Uh, but ever since God really started speaking to me through these books, I read all the time now. And yeah. But I read, I have, a, as you can see, a bookshelf full of books, but underneath my desk, you can't see, I've got about a dozen books there that are my, is my special collection that I just read and reread and read and reread yeah. over and over and over again. And my wife will look at me and say, are you reading that again? I'm like, yeah, because... It speaks to my heart. It right. it keeps me yeah. on the path, and you want me to stay on this path. Yeah, right. Yeah, correct. <laughs> right. Correct. This is for both of us. This yeah. is for both this of us. This is not just for me. That's good. Well, this has been really, really good. I know we're going to have you on again because I want. There's other things I want to talk specifically about, but I wanted people to get a feel of who you were and your heart. Again, Joe is is one of, one of my heroes. I have a few heroes, and he is one of them. And uh, his heart for for the for the the family that he has. In fact, I see behind him and. You know, getting to watch watch your kids grow up. I literally got to watch all of them grow up. And Joe has done well. I don't care what anybody else says. He's done incredible. And then you see the grand the pictures of all the grandkids up there. And, um, man, that's success. And I think that's what we're trying to, to put value in here at Known Legacy is success is not just a really fat wallet or a big house or a boat. But success is the fact that you said this before. You know, you you know, I love this phrase. You 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 climbed out of the primordial soup of your family and got them on the ground. And now the, because of that, all of your family, all of them are flourishing and your grandkids on top of that. Well, they're miles ahead of where we were yeah. because there was a there's a foundation for them. And, and I can honestly say. You know, without God in this thing, I'm not just giving you the cheesy church answer. Yeah. Without God in this thing, there's no way we would be where we are or right. have the success that we have. But I am a blessed man. And but digging that and, and one more thought, digging that foundation is hard. And and when you look at any beautiful building, you don't you all just look at all the trappings of the building, how tall it is, this and that. You don't ever look at the foundation and say, wow, this must have a great foundation. But that's what keeps it. That's what keeps it standing. And one young man that you and I used to work with, um, Scott Fisher, many moons ago, helped me realize. Actually, when you guys gave me that sword, 
yeah. long, long time yeah. ago. Help me realize that, Joe, don't be frustrated about digging the foundation. What God has done has made, has made you the patriarch of your family. Right. Someone has to start. You drew a line in the sand, and you're not looking back, and you keep pushing forward. But you don't see the fruit of that until years down the road. Right. 30-plus years. But now I've got these, you know, these kids, and I'm so proud of my sons and my daughters and now these grandchildren and and you know I can sit with my oldest granddaughter and, and we can talk about the fruits of the spirit together we can recite them together so that's the third generation when it started at zero so right. that's really cool for me and I, I guess that's for me that's the encouragement uh, for me that's the encouragement is is that the guy out there who feels broken and is like I have just jacked up everything it's not too late. No, absolutely not. It, it, it's not it's never too late. too late. No, and and I and you know I, I know that you you just you just talked about you spoke on on Father's Day about going fifteen rounds, and if you're breathing, you're supposed to keep fighting. Yeah. So keep fighting. Exactly. So, exactly. Couldn't say it better myself. So keep the fight going, Joe. Any other wisdom you want to share? No, I mean I'm enjoying talking with you guys. There's a lot of things I could say, but I'll just. I'll just say uh, it's been good, and we'll look at doing this again. We will do this again. And, uh, Joe, thank you so much for being a part of today's uh, podcast. And, guys, um, you know, make sure you you check out the website for any of the resources, knownlegacy.org. Or if you have any questions, info at knownlegacy.org. Send them in to us. We want to hear from them. We can get them to Joe if you have questions about Joe and how he had such a manly head of hair and beautiful, beautiful Beardish, right? You think you get all right. flustered? Don't all, you? I get all skin warm now. <laughs> Your face is turning red. Yeah. And oh, never, it's, it's always red. <laughs> the ginger. It's it's called a bromance. Yeah, it's like a one sided thing. All I think. Right. I'm gonna go now. All right, you guys. <laughs> we we'll, love you guys. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. All right. Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy Podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at